traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, the Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I have a couple of guests from Fox Rothschild, a member of NCIA. Andrew Halbert is a member of the firm's Cannabis Law Practice Group and counsels clients on structuring, betting, and closing purchases and sales of licensed cannabis businesses and provides guidance on regulatory compliance in Illinois and other states where cannabis has been legalized. He also advises clients in cannabis and other industries on a full range of corporate transactions, including debt and equity offerings, and corporate governance. We also, from the firm, have Ron Williams. He's a seasoned construction lawyer who has advised numerous businesses, including major players in the cannabis industry, on the legal, contractual, and operational aspects of major construction projects throughout the U.S. and abroad. Ron helps clients structure and implement construction agreements that mitigate risk and facilitate efficient on-time completion of projects. Lovely to have you both on the show today. Welcome. Thank you, Bethany. Great to be here. Wonderful. So let's start by getting to know you both a little bit better. Um, It's always nice to hear uh, what other industries and backgrounds folks that are involved in the cannabis industry got into prior to this exciting world. So, Andrew, let's start with you and hear more about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know that it's terribly exciting. I putted around for a while as kind of a general corporate attorney uh, doing M&A work, corporate governance, stuff like that. Uh, and then it was just a matter of, you know, fortuitous timing and starting to work with the right people. Uh, around 2014, right about the time when Illinois legalized medical cannabis, uh, I started working with a group of attorneys that eventually formed the Fox Rothschild Chicago office. And they were a group of attorneys that had some regulatory experience, uh, a former state's attorney, as well as someone who used to work with the Illinois Gaming Board. 
And so when cannabis went online and, and was legal in Illinois, a lot of the regulations uh, overlapped with some of those regulations in the gaming and liquor industry. So they saw a real opportunity to jump into the cannabis industry and get involved there. Uh, and they tapped me to help out on the corporate side because that was a, a gap in their, in their expertise. So I was able to help some of those uh, early adopters or early, uh, early people that jumped into the Illinois cannabis industry uh, prepare their applications uh, and also uh, get set up on the corporate side. That's interesting. Awesome. So kind of fell into it. Did you have any relationship with the cannabis plant or did you have any stigmas that you had to jump through any hurdles in order to do this work or did it come kind of naturally? I think it came relatively naturally. I, you know, I do enjoy the cannabis plant personally. Uh, my wife is also also suffers from migraines. And so she has a medical cannabis card in, here in Illinois uh, and I'm her caregiver. So it's been great to see the plants. Uh, you know, help her out with those issues. And it's been great to see the Illinois medical and recreational market really, uh, you know, expand in the last couple of years. That's great to hear that that she's finding some relief. Absolutely. Migraines are no joke. Um, great. So, Ron, let's hear from you as well. What What is your background and experience before getting involved in cannabis? Sure. And thank you again for the opportunity, Bethany. I've been practicing for over 35 years, um, probably over 30 years of which has been in, in the construction arena. I have done historically large, complicated litigation matters. And then, of course, applying that, those skills to transactions developed a very significant transactional practice. Here at Fox, we have one of the premier construction practices in the country, which marries very well with a cannabis practice that really is just among the top in the nation. And so naturally, my experience of over 30 years in construction on the transaction side has helped tremendously with respect to major projects for clients of Fox Rothschild in the cannabis arena. I see. And um, how, how, how did you end up getting involved in the cannabis space? Did you... And, and did you have a personal connection with the cannabis plant or movement? So, so in terms of becoming involved, uh, you know, it, through, through Fox Rothschild's uh, client base of cannabis uh, grow firms, as well as uh, reputationally, my ability to do transactions, it was an easy fit for me to assist clients with respect to creating um in effect, the right teams with the right contract documents so that they could have projects that were successful and on time. I, I don't have any personal experience um, uh, as heartwarming as, as Andrew's is, um, and I have the utmost admiration for, obviously, his, his work and his support uh, for his wife in that regard. Sure, absolutely. So, so when it came to doing this kind of work for a cannabis company, it's just like, maybe not just like, but it's just similar to any other industry that you might work for. You're, you're, you've got the same goals, you've got the same processes for the most part, or, or you adapt as necessary, right? Absolutely, Bethany. With respect to projects in the cannabis space, uh, obviously bringing in projects on time is of paramount importance because uh, it's all about delivering products that needy consumers are, are waiting for, especially in geographies that are new. 
uh, and therefore it's important to have the right kinds of contracts in place to ensure that clients in effect have those projects succeed and that there are no surprises. Right. Yes. Good point. Especially in, in newer, newer market states that have recently legalized you. Uh, I'm sure plenty of folks getting licenses want to be, want to have their doors open as soon as legal sales start and not have to, not have to be late to the game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, you're absolutely right. And, and that's not uh, unusual in, in an industry such as cannabis. I mean, the same as Andrew mentioned before, gaming. Obviously, we have a premier gaming practice. And, you know, in, in that sphere as well, you know, the ability to deliver projects on, on time and on budget is mission critical for client success. And that's a set of skills that I could easily translate into the cannabis space for purposes of servicing cannabis clients of Fox Rothschild. Great. And awesome. And especially too, uh, in a market where like Illinois, where the licenses are, are relatively limited. And for the most part, you know, all the dispensaries are, are pretty much selling the same, uh, you know, general group of products from the same growers, you know, that first mover advantage and getting your doors open first can, can be a big advantage. So I think that's, uh, you know, another reason why, you know, Ron's work can be very helpful for our clients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cool. So before our first commercial break here, um, is there anything else going, What what's going on with Fox Rothschild this, you know, this year, any exciting news, any goals coming up uh, generally with the firm and, and how are things going? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the, uh, the, the big, big news in Illinois is obviously the new social equity dispensary licenses, uh, you know, that are coming online now that were issued as a result of the lotteries that took place over the, the last summer. And so we're dealing with clients now, uh, you know, some of them that, that got licenses in that process and are now figuring out, um, you know, how do we raise the equity that we need to, to build out the business? How do we open our doors uh, on the time frame that the state regulators are requiring? And, you know, basically, how do we go from this great, you know, conditional license that we just got to an actual real license that's, uh, that, that's generating some money? 
And so, you know, there have been a lot of developments in that space, regulatory-wise, um, IDFPR regulations about exactly how that can happen. And so we've been working with our clients to deal with those and, you know, try to get their doors open or in some cases try to get them sold to people that have that expertise and, and that capital. Mm, yes, quite a few moving parts there, it sounds like. Well, th- yeah, yeah. Well, we're it's always exciting to see new states coming coming online, as we like to say, and opening their doors, and and also the states that are that are implementing social equity programs into their laws as well to give to give folks that were directly impacted by the war on drugs an opportunity to participate in this industry. So, thanks for sharing that insight about what's going on in Illinois. Of course. And- yeah, and on that note, let's uh, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break, and then come back and really start diving into into these issues. So, uh, stay tuned, everybody. We will be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore with NCIA, and I'm talking with Andrew and Ron from Fox Rothschild, a firm and member of NCIA. So we're going to start by talking about the intersection between designing a cannabis facility and, and the construction that goes along with it and the legal side of things as, as attorneys. Let's Let's talk about how that even comes up to begin with, Andrew. Yeah, of course. So the most common way that it comes up kind of dovetails nicely with what I was just talking about, uh, and that's some of these new social equity licenses coming online in Illinois. So when a new license, uh, you know, when a company's issued a new license, especially some of these social equity licenses, they were not required to have a facility, you know, selected and finalized at the time that they award a license. So there's a lot of work that needs to get done in between when a conditional license is awarded and when they can actually you know, open their doors for business. And one of the things that needs to get done, obviously, is they need to build out their dispensary. Um, you know, Because cannabis in most states is a new industry, it's not a situation for the most part where you can come in and purchase an existing facility that's set up with everything you need. Uh, state regulations, states regulate things like security, um, you know, distances between uh, doors, um, the, the vault requirements and all that kind of thing. So for the most part, if you are going to open a cannabis dispensary in a state where it's just become legal, you pretty much have to build that facility from, from the ground up. Um, and so when our clients, we work with a lot of big multi-state operators and they want to come into these states and purchase licenses that have been issued to these new social, social equity people. Uh, and so when they come in and purchase a license, they're typically purchasing, you know, a license that might have a lease, but they don't have a facility built out yet. And so we need to help uh, help that multi-state operator guide the licensee through the construction process and getting the facility built out in a manner that, you know, our client wants so that when they finally open their doors with their license, they're in a facility that, you know, matches up with what they've been doing in other states uh, and meets their requirements to start selling cannabis. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Ron, would you have anything to add on to that? Absolutely, Bethany. Just following up on what Andrew said, uh, with respect to the construction lawyer role, specifically, 
given the timing and the, the need to act upon issuance of a license, it's important for the lawyer to have helped a cannabis client assemble the right design team with requisite experience and knowledge of the regulations and the importance of compliance with all regulatory requirements, statutory requirements, and obviously land, land use planning. Uh, and it's also very important for construction council to have identified the right contractor, again, with a requisite expertise, background, skill set, management team within that contractor to ultimately work hand in glove with the design team to start the project on time and finish on time with no surprises and deliver a grow facility or even a commercial facility that is consistent with all legal requirements. And that's where a construction lawyer really can make a difference because if you don't provide that level of expertise, you know, a construction project of any type can be delayed or or worse, could be stopped because of faulty workmanship, faulty design. And then of course, um, you know, you end up with a situation where your facility is not up and running and, and approved by the applicable governmental entities. And, and that's the sort of morass that can easily, uh, can easily really uh, set a cannabis owner back uh, dramatically on a project. So expertise yeah. is mi mission critical here, both in terms of what Andrew's doing, as well as what a construction lawyer like I do. Right. Like you said, no surprises. Like any surprises in that process would definitely not be a good one. <laughs> Correct. Right. So on the construction side of the cannabis industry, before the facility uh, or dispensary even opens their doors, before any plants are growing, before any customers walk in the front door, um, this is an important side to the whole process. And after a certain number of years here of legal cannabis in the U.S., I think there's probably some best practices um, and even some best practices in non-cannabis construction uh, that, that we've got our arms around now. Some do's and don'ts, perhaps, that, that you've seen in this process that, that would be coming up. Is that right, Andrew? Absolutely. Uh, I think the biggest issue in the cannabis industry and, and when it comes to construction, and Ron really touched on this, is the regulation. So, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, there are regulations governing, you know, very minute details of how these facilities need to be constructed, what kind of security measures need to be in place, uh, and the timing of everything as well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, in, in, in many cases, you know, once a state issues a conditional license, the clock starts ticking for that entity to convert that license into an actual final license and, and start selling cannabis or growing cannabis or whatever the license is for. And so it's very important when you're looking at, you know, construction partners and entering into construction projects to be sure that everyone's on the same page with respect to these timing requirements. Um, as I'm sure Ron can tell you, you know, delays come up in construction all the time. And when you're not in a highly regulated industry, that delay might not be that big of a deal. But if you have a ticking clock and you're, you're, you undergo a delay at a time when it's really mission critical for you to get up and running, you know, that's something that the parties need to address at the outset in the contract to figure out, um, you know, be sure that the party that's building the facility has the ability to, you know, expedite the construction or, uh, force some things to happen to the extent they need to as a result of the regulatory process. 
Got it. Got it. What would you add to that, Ron? Well, Andrew raised uh, many important points in this regard. Obviously, your design team needs to to work, as as I mentioned before, very effectively with the contractor that is involved in the project. Personalities frequently in construction can either make or break a project, and communications have to be efficient, they have to be clear, and they ultimately have to be effective. And those communications have to occur between the design professional, the contractor, and ultimately the owner if the project's going to be successful. As Andrew mentioned earlier, there's always the potential for delay. When it comes to construction, you know, especially with COVID, uh, there have been numerous uh, delay, if you will, uh, reasons offered by various uh, project participants. And it's important to know how to constructively vet those to be solution oriented and ultimately stay on track so that the project is completed on time with little to no surprise. And the surprise can come in terms of claims for additional monies. The, the surprise can come in terms of sometimes substandard performance. Obviously, part and parcel of that is making sure that the entire team, which at, at the end of the day is a people, people-oriented team, has to have the requisite skill set to understand that the highest standards have to be met when it comes to cannabis construction and that they, you know, there's there's no excuse for substandard construction or late construction. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, yeah, COVID was certainly one of those quote unquote bad surprises that uh, I'm sure halted and caused a lot of a lot of messy legal issues for for a lot of things that were that were happening in the world, cannabis and non cannabis for sure. That makes sense, and maybe maybe weather and uh, like you were saying, substandard performance, just people who aren't qualified to, to be doing it as well. Interesting. Um, well, we're about to take our last commercial break here. 
Um, and I'd like to talk a bit about what's going on with NCIA on the other side of the commercial break as well. But we have got one more question to ask of you about building a brand new building. So let's go ahead and take that commercial break and then we'll be right back to wrap up our conversation on this episode. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio chatting with Andrew and Ron from Fox Rothschild. So one more thing I wanted to ask, um, you know, not all cannabis companies have the luxury of building a brand new building from scratch, from ground up, right? So many are taking existing structures um, and then making alterations in order to open their cannabis business. I wonder if that is easier or more difficult, what side that falls on generally when it comes to the legal oversight of that construction process and how it's different from ground up construction. Ron, could you jump in on that one? Of course, Bethany. When it comes to taking an existing structure, it's very important for highly qualified professionals to assess the appropriateness of that existing structure to determine whether or not it's feasible to use for purposes of creating a new operation. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But if if the cannabis owner employs the right personnel and the right professionals in pre-construction, that determination can be made. Let's assume that it that it is feasible to take an existing structure then and, and to create a new operation through new construction of that, or if you will, remodeling, then, and you'd probably see that more in the commercial context, then what you want to do is you want to make sure that your design team and contractor work in advance of starting construction to not only determine what's an appropriate schedule, but also an appropriate budget. And to the extent possible, fix fix the pricing for that work. There are always going to be additional costs with respect to uh, the sort of remedial work for an existing structure that, that is going to happen. It could be removing another hazardous material, or it could be replacing existing, um, if you will, utility lines, things like that. But but those are things that a good team will anticipate up front. And then of course, anticipating long what we call long lead time items and ordering those ahead of schedule for purposes of implementing into the construction process is very important to keep the project on time. And this era of supply chain interruptions and and uh, disruptions and shortages knowing knowing how to get the material that's needed is is very critical and and that's why mm-hmm. it's always an easier uh, e- easier road to take to start out brand new but sometimes it's not practical now when it comes to a growth facility it's probably the most practical thing to st- to go new because the nature mm-hmm. of the buildings themselves uh, real, really are are uh, very fine tuned to the cannabis itself, and, and it's not simply a, a question of taking an existing facility. There's there are a lot of considerations there that that really have to be met and uh, make it less 
less feasible to consider for a cannabis grow facility. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, God forbid you're also using an old building and you have to like remove asbestos or from the 80s or something, right? (laughs) Um, Andrew, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, from so from my you know corporate and regulatory perspective, in all those things that Ron is talking about, the the most important thing from uh, from my side is just communication. Uh, you know, as I mm-hmm. mentioned, there's deadlines that we have to meet in the regulatory side, and communications that we might need to make to regulators. And it's always better if we have a heads up as early in the process as possible that we might need to request an extension or communicate something to a regulator. Uh, you know, the situation that we're trying to avoid is we're coming up on a deadline and we find out a very short amount of time before the deadline that the company's not going to meet it because of a construction issue. And then everyone has to scramble to inform the regulators, try to obtain the proper amount of notice uh, when it's really probably something that if there was proper communication going on throughout between the design team, the construction team and the corporate team, it's something we probably could have been able to address uh, you know, easily with the regulators and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a big deal. It's mm-hmm. only when that communication breaks down that it can, it can really cause problems. Right. Those 11th hour crises is definitely want to avoid. That makes sense. Great. Well, I appreciate all that insight. And before we wrap up the episode, uh, I hope you all will be able to make it to one of our industry social events. We are kicking off another tour around the country starting January 25th, just a couple days from now in Missouri. Uh, So we'll be in St. Louis on Wednesday, the 25th. And then we're going to California to both San Francisco and Los Angeles. Um, We're having a Colorado Cannabis Caucus in mid-February. Uh, We're going to Seattle, Washington, Boston, Massachusetts, Miami, Florida, Portland, Oregon, New York City, Chicago, Illinois will be there May 5th. So hoping to see some of those licensees and folks that are just getting into the industry there on May 5th at our Illinois Industry Social plus Detroit, Michigan. And all of this is leading up to our 11th annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days which of course is in Washington, D.C. That'll be taking place May 16th, 17th, and 18th. And we are just thrilled to get back on the road after kind of taking quite a break during during the heaviest of COVID uh, restrictions. So we're just so excited to get back out there and see NCIA members and meet new folks that are just getting into the industry as well. So be sure to head to our website, thecannabisindustry.org and check out our event calendar and go ahead and get registered. We look forward to seeing everybody there. And as we wrap up here, I just want to say thank you to both Andrew and Ron for your time today and for sharing your expertise as well. Uh, where can folks find out more about Fox Rothschild? Uh, so probably the best place would be foxrothschild.com. Uh, that's our website. You can look up Ron or I on there. Uh, thank you so much, Bethany, uh, to you and the NCIA for the opportunity to speak to you guys. And I will definitely be seeing you on May 5th, hopefully with a big group of uh, Fox Rothschild folks. Yes, wonderful. And thank you, Ron. Appreciate your time as well. Thank you, Bethany. It's been a real pleasure, and I wish you the best for 2023. Oh, thank you. Same back at you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. 
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.